0: Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome, 888 thirty three ninety three, And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter, she's a uh, stud. Terrible fire in Paris yesterday at the Cathedral of Notre Dame. The uh, steeple burned down to the ground, just collapsed. Uh, they still don't know what the cause of the fire is. I'm sure it being Holy Week is a complete coincidence. I, think, I doubt there's anything to that.
2: <sighs>
1: Who would try to harm, you know, a symbol of Christianity in, during Holy Week? I can't think of anybody. I can't either. So I'm sure that was just, you know, they blamed it originally on um, renovation going on. Mm-hmm. Renovation? <laughs> what are, you, are you trying to burn things? into looking differently in the
2: well cathedral i
1: i'm not construction sure how, fires
2: have happened before it's possible mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know that it's possible during the holiest of weeks on a calendar year oh sure it's possible <laughs> <laughs> is it likely <sighs> that's uh, kind of I think, the question. i think the question is if we do find out that it was done by nefarious means are we ever going to learn that
1: it's a good question I don't know. Um, so we'll get into that. Plus, a lot of news on uh, Bernie on abortion, Bernie on capitalism. Last night, he had a town hall on Fox News. Yeah,
2: kudos to him for showing up there. Pretty
1: amazing. Democrats usually just won't. They just don't. Uh, and we have the Eric Swalwell stuff that we promised you yesterday on his uh, anti-gun control. Nancy Pelosi splitting further the party. Uh, the Democrats are... talking? They're always talking about the Republican... In fighting, there's nothing like uh, nothing like the democrats have going in the republican party. But first, uh, let me just take a few seconds and tell you about uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. Tanya and Glenn started this company because they were so frustrated every time they tried to sell or buy a home. It wasn't just actually, it wasn't just the Connecticut home, uh, pretty much happened to them every time. No urgency. With the realtor, no return phone calls, no real marketing. The answer was always, man, let's have another open house. Which is exactly what you don't want to keep doing. Uproot your life. Make sure that it's spick and span. There's not a speck of dust in the house. You, You can't really live in your house. You just have to continually be on showing it mode. Enter real estate agents I trust. Glenn's team knew that there had to be a better way. And so along the way of putting together this network, they found three really big keys to success with your biggest investment. Selling or buying a home is a really complicated process. It's hard to navigate. So they choose agents with a long track record of performance. There's no part-time or inexperienced agents. There's over a 1,000 highly trained, really responsible, really good agents in this network. Market value can't be done by an algorithm. Your agent needs to know your market needs to know the comparables in the neighborhood and be able to price your home to sell quickly and for top dollar. So they're experts in the area where you live. And home sellers, you got to like the agent you're going to be spending all that time with and trusting your biggest investment to. That's why they're all fans of the show like you are, to help make that possible. So get moving with trust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. 833-93 at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So the steeple of Notre Dame burned to the ground yesterday. They were able to save, apparently, the main portion of the cathedral. There, I, and I guess they saved some of the relics. Initially, they said that the crown of thorns, supposedly, the crown of thorns Jesus wore during the crucifixion. Originally, they thought that burned, uh, but... I guess not. Now they're saying it was saved. A French priest who helped comfort the wounded after the worst terrorist attack on Paris this century and who survived an ambush in Afghanistan also emerged as a hero of the Notre Dame fire. Jean-Marc Fournier, chaplain of the Paris Fire Brigade, blessed the sacrament and the crown of thorns he actually saved the blessed sacrament and the crown of thorns from the blazing cathedral. So he went in when things were burning at their worst, and and grabbed the crown of thorns and some some other relics that have been there for you know eight hundred and fifty or nine hundred years. Really, wow. something. Now, I've never seen the crown of thorns uh, at this. At the at the cathedral. I've never been to Paris, but uh, I have my doubts whether that's the actual, although I guess it's been carbon dated to that time period. Mm. And I don't know if the Romans gave crowns of thorns to anybody else, but it's interesting. Yeah. And it, it may be. I mean, people say it, that Mary Magdalene brought it to Paris and that's why it's in France rather than, you know, say Jerusalem.
2: Like she brought it there?
1: That's what they say. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah. I know the Joseph of Arimathea went up through Europe, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize anybody else was with him. That's the huh. claim. Okay.
1: It was feared uh, that both of those religious artifacts would, were lost, but uh, nope. This hero priest went in and got him. That's really cool. Uh, he showed no fear at all as he made straight for the relics inside the cathedral and made sure they were saved. He deals with life and death every day. so And shows no fear. Um, the blaze erupted in the medieval. UNESCO World Heritage Landmark. In the French capital yesterday. Sending its spire and roof. Crashing to the ground as flames and clouds of smoke billowed into the sky. Uh, you know this is so old. It's, it's amazing because. As a nation we haven't been around. For even half as long as that cathedral.
2: Wow, maybe a third as long, right? Yeah, yeah, about a third. Hmm. Well, we mark our
1: two hundred and forty-third year. Uh, you know, France goes back quite a bit further than that,
2: right? But the cathedral itself the cathedral is eight hundred and
1: fifty years old. Yeah, so, eight hundred and fifty. Hmm. And they started building it long before that, like nine hundred years ago. So it's pretty impressive. And it just is such a cool part of history. And I don't know, tens of millions of people visit it every year. So this is a big deal. And especially during Holy week when, you know, I'm sure they had all kinds of Easter celebrations planned there.
2: Yeah. Over $300 million have already been raised. uh, Wow. Rebuild. Wow. That's fast. Yeah. It was very fast. Yeah. 300 million. And there was some rich guy who donated quite a bit. Um, can't remember who it was. I'll find out.
1: It's just that, yeah, you can restore that stuff, but it's not the original anymore. You know, it's not 800, 900 years old anymore. But still, that's that's great that they've... And you knew they would.
2: So, so the evil rich... Mm-hmm. So the French billionaires together have pledged $339 million already to help rebuild Notre Dame. Bastards. I mean, those evil rich... Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs>
1: building religious rebuilding religious relics. Yeah, why not why not a trillion? Yeah. Yeah, why not a trillion dollars? Mm. Let's take their let's take all their money from them. Let's let's take every
2: penny from them. Wow, so goodness. This is so okay. Wow. Yeah, so I, that that's just the the rich guys have done 339 million. Yeah. If I'm reading this story oh. correctly, which I'm not finding what I it's in the headline, looks like 600 million. Total Altogether. has been pledged, yeah, but billionaires, uh, over half of that.
1: 600 million. But it's
2: not in the story. It's just in the headlines, so I don't know.
1: You could probably build 10 cathedrals with that or more and make them pretty outrageously nice. Uh, as far as the stained glass, like they had these rose stained glass windows that were amazing. I I I haven't heard how those fared, but uh, it's cool to see that the, some of the really important relics – have apparently been spared and uh, and saved. 888 uh 93 And speaking of uh, millionaires and billionaires...
2: <laughs> nice transition. I know where we're going.
1: Uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, a fairly new millionaire, but a millionaire nonetheless.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's proud of it. He's not taking it back. Uh, he had a town hall on Fox News last night. And first of all, let's show you what he said about abortion should should a woman have a right to choose abortion here's bernie's thoughts
3: you you said yesterday i watched your rally in pittsburgh that no one should tell a woman what to do with her own body with regard to abortion do you you believe that a woman should be able to terminate a pregnancy up until the moment of birth look i think that that happens very very rarely and i think this is being made into a political issue Okay. So I think it's rare it's being made Rah. into a political issue. But at the end of the day, I believe that the decision over abortion belongs to a woman and a physician, not the federal government, mm. not the state government, and not the local government. Yeah. Do you look at that? Uh, do you believe that about
1: all murder, uh, Bernie? Or or just, just the murder of babies? <laughs> look, I believe that the decision... Uh, to kill a, uh, uh, another human being should be made with uh, uh, the person who's going to do the killing. No. And somebody else they consult with. Okay. Uh, that it's makes not a, lot a political issue. <laughs> Jeez. It's been made into a political issue. Please, the left has, has made this into a political issue from the very beginning. What are you talking about? Nice to have all this stupid progressive lemmings in the fox audience as well Yeah, i'm surprised
2: they found the studio i know found their way there (sighs) it's
1: despicable (laughs) so uh she should have a right to sure she should have a right to say what happens with her body it's the other body inside of her that we're concerned with here which has no rights which has uh no standing except the u.s constitution gives it rights and standing but uh, our current law does not. He also took questions on uh, capitalism. Oh, this is fun. Because he's made a lot of money from his best-selling book. I didn't even know he
2: had books out. Real you aware of Bernie Sanders' books? I don't remember even talking about No, it. I'm too busy jamming to Bernie Sanders' music, though. That's what I do.
1: I, but I, I never heard. Uh, Bernie Sanders' new book is shooting up the charts. I don't remember any of that. Anyway, check this out. Uh, here he is on capitalism.
4: <laughs> but I just want to uh,
3: back on the, the taxes briefly. It, you know, when you wrote, wrote the book and you made the money. Yeah. Isn't that the definition of capitalism? The American yes. dream? Yes. No. 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 I mean, you know, what we want is a country where everybody has opportunity. You know, I have a college degree. Like I'm a United States senator. But a lot of don't people know. don't have a college degree. A lot of people so? are not United States centers. I want everybody so you're the only, in this country I see you're elite, to be so able you can, to have health care, to have mm-hmm. education, to when they turn on the water, have drinkable water, not toxic water. water. So what we are fighting for Brett, is a society not where just a few people can make a whole lot of money, but a society where everybody in this country has the opportunity to live in security uh, and dignity. I love this water thing
1: they're doing okay. with Flint, Michigan, uh-huh. uh, because while abortion on the day of birth is rare, it sounds like everybody in the country is dealing with undrinkable water all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, and that didn't sound like an answer to the question, isn't that the very definition of capitalism, you making money off of a book you wrote? And the answer, of course, is yes, and it's clearly yes. And somehow
1: to him, it's still no. No. I want everybody to have... You want everybody to have what? Everything? You can't guarantee outcomes for people. Unless they're bad. And that's what socialism does. It guarantees bad incomes for everybody but the ruling class. And we all know it because we've seen it happen every time. But no more than every time. So, (laughs) I mean, who are we to complain? It doesn't exceed all times. Uh, but it does equal all times. So I guess he's right then. <laughs> we got to get into his, <laughs> his his tax policies are just unbelievable. Just unbelievable what he is proposing right now. First, let me tell you about wax RX. When was the last time you had your ears professionally cleaned? Maybe you've never even done it. Uh, but if they itch or you have pain there, they feel plugged up. You sound like you're talking a tunnel when you speak. Um, if you're constantly asking people, what? I'm sorry, what? Uh, if this, any of these things sound familiar to you, you could be like millions of Americans who, uh, visit the doctor for professional ear cleaning, but you don't have to do that now because it's available at home. wax RX was developed by a physician. It has technology that safely and effectively removes earwax buildup, then soothes your ears with a pH balance conditional formula. Um, now you can use Wax RX without a prescription. So, try the Wax RX system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio at checkout and you'll get free shipping. Finally, you get a real solution in your home much less expensive than going to the doctor with Wax RX. Go to usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio.
0: It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes.
1: So this guy who continue, continually rails against millionaires and billionaires, uh, and there's a rigged system to protect their wealth and power, he made a, a gross adjusted income last year of $561,293. Uh, the year before, 1131925 the year before that, one million sixty two thousand six twenty six. And so it goes I guess he released ten years worth. And who knew that he had books out called Our Revolution Whoa. and Where We Go From Here. <laughs> now what I love are his tax policies. As this millionaire uh, continues to rail against the richest one percent and wants to take all their money from him. Uh, but he also threw out a challenge to President Trump. Hey, President Trump, my wife and I just released 10 years. Please do the same. Yeah, shut up. Go pound sand. Uh, the tax returns showed he paid a 26% effective tax rate on his adjusted gross income. His effective tax rate of uh, 2016 and 17 were 35% and 30%. Uh, as part of his Policy agenda now. I love this. He has proposed higher taxes on top earners, of course, and a big expansion of the estate tax, which is another pet peeve of mine. I I just think it's evil. I just think the an estate tax. Why? Why do you have any right to take people's property after they paid taxes on it their entire lives? Now they're dead, and somehow it's the government's property? Why? Nobody's ever been able to explain that to me at all. The excuse is always, well, uh, their families don't need that much money. (laughs) Who are you to judge what their families need and what they don't need, and why are you all of a sudden the administrator of their wealth?
2: Well, it's because Bernie Sanders is going to pick up the slack. He's going to be donating money to make up for that shortfall as evidenced by these tax returns where in the last 10 years he's given between um, 0.68% up to um, 4.07% how surprised are income. you
1: how surprised are you Jeez. so most recent it's uh, 3% yeah but but it's it's consistent really with their socialism because it's the government's job to do charity not theirs yeah So, he wants to lower the threshold where that humongous tax rate kicks in with your estate tax. Right now, it's at $11 million. Now, that seems like a lot of money, but that's everything you own, and that includes, you know, that's the total wealth, your home, your cars, all your possessions, whatever's in your banks, and your 401ks, and all of that kind of stuff, Um. So they he wants to lower it from eleven million to three point five million. Wow. I mean, now you're talking if you've got land Yeah, you have to sell that.
2: You have to sell off these assets that so you, you inherit pay to pay the taxes for right. inheriting them. Right. It is it's so immoral. And it doesn't stop there with this guy. He
1: wants to put a seventy seven percent tax on estates worth more than a billion dollars. <laughs> I just... I don't care what you think of billionaires. Why would the government have more right to everything they earned and paid taxes on their whole lives than their children do? Than a foundation does, a charity, a cat. I don't care who you give your money to. That Whoever it is
2: has more right to it than the federal government. And don't forget that everything mm. that you're purchasing with your money that your children are inheriting was taxed before you spent that. That's why I've said that a million times. It's, it's, They've been taxed on it their whole lives. Exactly. There's no way to justify an estate tax. There's just no way. No, it's
1: it's it's the most immoral tax there is. The the tax on your estate when you die should be 0. You've already paid your taxes on all of it. Everything you have, you've already paid taxes on. Then they want to swoop in when you're gone and take more from you. Oh, I, our founders would be spinning like lathes in their graves over something like this. This is exactly what they didn't want to have happen. This is so far from the foundational principles of this government that it's it's really despicable. And it's, you know, socialism, which is what you expect from Bernie Sanders and all democrats really now virtually all democrats amazing god it's, uh, it's enraging man it's enraging ah triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three i see that martin is here uh today oh uh, oh are you really martin? unlike
2: unlike yesterday oh you made it in good mm. job man how'd that Hello, happen i'm in today mm-hmm. how did you manage uh, it was pretty difficult this morning, but I got here. Yeah, okay. good. Well, good. I mean, you, you, you didn't sleep through your alarm this time? No, I made sure I set yeah. several alarms. Yeah, let's see the image that you sent us uh, <clears throat> last night as you uh, went to bed and tucked yourself in. There's oh. Martin's uh, phone, a screenshot. You got the alarm set for 3 o'clock, 3.15 a.m., 3.30, 3.45, and 4.09. Which one got you this morning, bud? <laughs> uh, 4.02. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You went through
1: one, two, three, four, five. That was your sixth alarm. Nice. Yeah. All right. Six backstops. Congratulations. Okay, well, at
2: least it worked. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Set a few more just to be (laughs) be safe.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. From 18 Spoons uh, came in after the show. Huh. Pete Buttigieg talks about how it's so wrong to try and reach people by leaning on nostalgia in days gone by. As he announces his run from a Studebaker plant that's been closed for 60 years.
2: <laughs> Great point.
1: <laughs> Hashtag irony. <laughs> uh, this from Alexandria Occasional Cortex. <laughs> okay. Robert Francis O'Rourke, also known as Beto, owns more than just a blue shirt.
2: Uh, you oh, see it there up yes, on the screen. We've if forgotten about that. are watching on TV. He's the got blouse. The, the blouse, the dress, that whatever cute, that thing is. Back in the day. <laughs> Wow, so he does own something other than a blue shirt.
1: Sorry, can't debate. We have a gig. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a strange, strange guy.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Puppy Monkey Baby tweets the HOA versus the fence. Years ago, my father put an eight-foot fence in the backyard. The HOA was uh, told him he had, there was a six-foot limit. He appealed twice and lost. He cut the top two feet off, then planted... Five hundred bamboo plants. Yes. Today the fence is six feet. The bamboo is twenty feet plus.
2: Nice.
1: How great is that? I've seen that before. Um, That's a nice way around that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, they built an apartment complex uh, next to uh, my grandparents' neighborhood, and uh, one of the guys in the neighborhood didn't care for that, having to see that uh, where where it used to be trees in a lake, and he just he just planted bamboo. And it reaches to the sky, man. You can't see anything. It is so thick and <laughs> dense. So bamboo will block out your name. You might want to do that, uh, you know, so you don't have to stare at that Ferrari all the time next door. Put yeah. some bamboo between you and that neighbor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you don't sit there and have to mm-hmm. be sad. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were they paid you back yet for all that work that was done to no, clean up? No,
1: I don't. I don't expect that, but I do think they're going to pay for the fence. And That's good. It'll be fine. Good. Uh, Kool Aid with a C tweets. <laughs> i love this sent image. this tweet from right after the masters this yeah. is kind of interesting who yeah. put the coat on uh tiger yeah. tiger woods look at, over that. The weekend. Look at that joe oh. biden was there joe biden stopped in <laughs> wanted to smell his hair too look at apparently. that it looks
2: like tiger <laughs> kind of enjoying that little <laughs> sniffage going oh, on he loves there. it he loves it wow okay
1: yeah you know how sexy biden is uh and that's not lost on tiger i do <laughs> such a great,
2: that's good job. With the that's Photoshop, a
1: nice Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> really good idea. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Because Biden's become such a the butt of a joke now. I don't know that he gets into this race. That mm. oh. might not. That might not happen. Well, now. we'll have some
2: polling numbers later. Might say otherwise. Really.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah
2: first time uh,
1: tweeted out yeah. uh tiger and i guess on their cover they're not going to have any words yeah third this time. this is the third time ever yep cover story it was impossible and then it happened tiger woods is a major champion once again but none of that is on the front on the front cover all all that is there as sports illustrated tiger in the foreground a cheering throng of, of fans in the background
2: yeah, so they've done this two other times before. It was when Mickey Mantle passed away and when the U.S. hockey team won Olympic gold. Oh, really? Yeah. Those are good occasions to do. That. Yeah, so no words uh, huh. needed for those occasions. Wow. Oh. But yeah, you talk about Joe Biden, you think he's damaged goods. I don't know. He's still uh, he's still riding pretty high in those uh, polls right there. Yeah.
1: A new national Emerson poll, including, all, I guess, 20 Democratic candidates. Oh. For president, found Senator Bernie Sanders ahead of the pack, though, with 29%. That's the first time I've seen that. Followed by Biden at 24. So Bernie just surged ahead of him by five percentage points. Those two were followed by, get this, Mayor, Mr. Mayor,
2: Pete Buttigieg. Oh, Mr. Studebaker.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. 9%. I mean, he's well behind, but still... I mean, this is a less than 1% kind of guy. Nobody knows who he is. Well, apparently a lot of people do now because he's third ahead of Beto and uh, Kamala Harris at 8%. Elizabeth Warren at 7 Entrepreneur Andrew Yang and former HUD Secretary Julian Castro at 3%. Wow. Huh. That does say, though, I mean, Biden's fading. He's going to have to decide. He's going to have to get into this thing. If he's going to get in, he
2: better do it soon. And he better pivot, too. Yep. Off of the sniff problems. <laughs> yes, he, he better. Uh-huh. But Andrew Yang, how's he doing in that? He said 1%? Not,
1: not well. I oh. think he was at 3 3%? Yeah, he's tied yeah. with Julian Castro nah, he will get
2: there. He'll get there. Math, man. Math.
1: Uh, Andrew Yang is an interesting guy because he's got some really weird... Uh, thoughts, like the circumcision thing. Um,
2: (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that.
1: On the other hand, he tweeted this out. I think Democrats calling for getting rid of the Electoral College are off base for a few reasons. Of, Of course I get the beauty and simplicity of saying whoever gets more votes wins. Sure, everybody gets that. It seems like the essence of democracy and has strong, innate appeal. First, getting rid of the Electoral College would require a constitutional amendment. This would be a non-starter with many legislators whose states would lose electors. Mm-hmm. It's an impractical conversation to raise. Second, the incentives would drive candidates to campaign in high-density cities and big media markets. It would skew both campaigns and policies against lower-density rural areas in a very direct way. That's that's good stuff. That's exactly right.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, Andrew Yang. Um, your party doesn't want to hear common sense. No, they so don't. put it on a shelf, man.
1: No, they don't. And
2: he went on to say, let's just win by the rules that are in place. I mean, come on.
1: <sighs> the problem is they know they can't. So, I mean, if Hillary can't beat Trump, then they're thinking nobody can. Nobody can. So uh, we'll see. 888 900 Let me tell you about home title lock. Here's a, one of our listener testimonials. Heard you warning uh, listeners about home title theft, but I didn't think we'd be victims until we got a bank notice claiming we defaulted on home loans we never took out. A thief stole our online title and forged our signature, stating he was the owner, then borrowed against our home and stuck us with the payments. Our identity theft protection didn't stop it. The bank just said it was our problem and insurance didn't cover it. So now we've spent thousands trying to get our home back. You don't need hassle. You don't need money-draining problems like this. We got enough going on in our lives. So for just pennies a day, Home Title Lock will protect your home for you. HomeTitleLock.com. Go there and register right now. You'll get a free title scan and report. $100 value. They'll throw it in just for signing up. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Get some peace of mind with HomeTitleLock.com.
0: Pat Gray. Unleashed.
1: Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention about Andrew Yang, who's got very little chance to even get among the leaders in this campaign. Although I thought that about Pete Buttigieg, thought that about a lot of, you know, Beto. Uh, so who knows? Anything can happen, it looks like. It's, as Keith points out, 2019.
2: Yeah, it's 2019, man. Yeah.
1: And apparently that's the key to it. The number on the year is what's making everything so weird.
2: (laughs) Not climate change.
1: It's not climate weirding. It's time weirding.
2: Yeah, but if you think 2019 is weird, 2019 is going to be the good old days when we hit 2020. And then we're going to be like, oh my gosh, but it's 2020. You know? How
1: do you know it doesn't get better? Like way better. Like all of a sudden it feels like 1952 again. Uh, because 2019. Except without the discrimination.
2: Yeah. Okay. 2019 is, is worse than 2018. 2018 okay. was worse than 2017. Uh, 2017 yeah. was worse than 2016. Need True. I
1: go on? But it may completely flip around uh, in 2020. Who knows? So
2: we'll see. Okay. But the
1: the other thing about Andrew Yang, first of all, he came out with that weird circumcision thing. <laughs> Wanted to let you know, you don't have to be circumcised. There's no reason to do that,
2: (laughs) according to him. Ride the momentum, man. Yeah. Don't step out on the circumcision limb to make (laughs) a point. I know. Uh, You're fine. The trajectory was fine. Then you're like, oh, well, let's talk about circumcision. What? what?
1: He may have realized that was a misstep, because I don't think he's mentioned it since. Uh, (laughs) But he's on to something with this electoral college. It would be nice if there were a few other Democrats... Who could get their heads out of their butts and figure this out. A really tragically bad, catastrophic move. Getting rid of the electoral college. But the other thing I didn't realize until recently was the mincom he keeps talking about. Mm-hmm. He wants to give $1,000 a month to everybody in America. Ah, let's give it to everybody in the world. What the heck? I mean, we're the richest nation yeah. on earth. If we can't do that, who are we?
2: What and, are we? And what does that say about your hatred for the rest of the world? Thank you. If you're not giving them money as well. It says everything
1: about your hatred. Mm-hmm. Everything. It tells you what a hating hate monger who mongers and hate you are. You're the hatefulest of all the hating hate mongers.
2: Wow, we're really covering that ground hate? this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like too yeah, late. It's already, already been marked done, that one off. So. so don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> but if you missed it yesterday, yeah. now you got it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're at four squares, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, to update you on Pat Gray mm-hmm. Bingo. Okay. But the thing on the mincome is... Yes. He wants that to replace
1: all other welfare programs. So everything else goes away, and you just have the mincome.
2: But everybody gets that?
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Well, but, wait a minute. Now... But can you imagine the savings on that? Wait a minute. Now now i'm on board i know i didn't realize that
1: i didn't either until recently wow his proposal he doesn't talk about this much when he is on the campaign trail because i don't think that would fly with uh-huh. the democrats they're sure. all about yeah give me money but what's don't the... take away my food stamps yeah what's the uh... this replaces things programs like food stamps
2: is this uh just adults is this kids Do yeah i think know? it's i think it's all adults so how many adults we got in america
1: Hmm, huh. I would guess two hundred million at least. So let's do two hundred million and yeah. um times a thousand dollars a month. Times a thousand dollars a month. So what? Is, what is the monthly? Mm. A lot. It's 200 a lot. Two hundred billion. Wait, two hundred billion?
2: Yeah, right. See all those zeros? Yeah,
1: yeah. that is two hundred okay. billion.
2: Times uh, uh what is that? Just a month? Yeah, by t- so, then so you by multiply 12?
1: that by twelve. So it's two point four trillion dollars. Okay, a well, year.
2: So that's a little steep. Um, it is steep. And is, then, but that, is that steeper than all other welfare that's, programs? That's what the budget was, you know, the federal budget eight years ago. Uh, and one of the cool things we're going to have uh, Arthur Brooks in here tomorrow, I just remember a stat from from the film, uh, The Pursuit, talking about how capitalism is going to save the world. Mm-hmm. Um, to put this number into perspective, this uh, $2.4 trillion mm-hmm. uh, over one year, um, since uh, LBJ and the war on poverty, Uh, So since 1966, I believe he said 23 trillion has been spent to fight poverty in America, which seems like a lot until you see Mm -hmm. this right here. You're Mm -hmm. like, well, we could. (laughs) It just hit me, though. That's not per person. That'd be,
1: I think, per household.
2: Somebody's per person and somebody's per household on the Democratic trail on a mincom. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, Andrew Yang's got to be per household. You can't. So how many households are there? 90 million. Households Try 90 million times a thousand. Hang on. I'm and then we'll f- get the monthly figure.
2: All right. I'm, I was trying to... Yeah, hold on. <sighs> this is yang2020.com. Okay. It all begins with universal basic income for all American adults. No strings attached.
1: All American so that's adults. So So we were t- at 2.4 trillion. Hmm. Okay. Never mind. So you're not... I think that's probably more than... Is that more? That's got to be more than what we're spending in welfare programs. Let's see
2: here. Welfare per year... Unless you're considering Medicare and Medicaid.
1: Oh, yeah. If yeah. you're considering Medicaid welfare, and that goes away, but you know he's not proposing that. Medicaid's got to stay, right?
2: And Cato Institute says we spend $668 billion a year on 126 different welfare programs.
1: Okay, so $2.4 trillion is a lot more than that. Four
2: times as much. Oof. So Okay. So I thought that was a good thing. No, not
1: so much. <laughs> wow. That's hard to believe,
2: but it's a bargain compared to uh, to what you're going to get with the Green New Deal. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: But let's do the Green New Deal and the minimum income. <laughs> now you're talking about helping people. Am I right?
2: Let's go down here to the uh, <laughs> to the nursery after uh, after the show and buy some of those uh, trees that grow money on them. Yeah, They'll okay. Just plant them and well, all the greens. We spaces. could do that,
1: or we could just take billionaires money from them just take them you know yes.
2: rape them that's more f- take okay. all their
1: money you do, you do okay, a 70 percent living tax on every penny they make and a 77 percent tax on them when they die that'll take care of it that'll pay for everything <laughs> it's tax the rich that i mean then, then people love it and they cheer for you and they clap everywhere you go and they show up in parking lots for you it's it's really nice
2: That does sound kind of fun
1: it does doesn't it yeah let's just be super super popular and say, we're going to soak the rich, and you don't have to pay anything. Just worry about, uh, you don't have to worry about it at all. Only the rich, only the filthy, evil rich who make too much money and don't deserve it. Huh. They didn't huh. make that money themselves. That's Probably not stole. on you. We heard that from Barack Obama years ago. You didn't do that alone. <laughs> you drove over roads. Yeah, you didn't build that. But the that. rest of us built. You didn't build it. We built that
2: for you. Well, I really thought that was going to damage his
1: Oh my gosh, nothing campaign. damaged that guy. No. Talk about Trump. How about that guy? Nothing damaged him. Mm-hmm. 888-933-93. Speaking of presidential candidates, here's another great one. Oh, yes. Eric Swalwell. He's terrific. Uh, he's got some really good ideas. And uh, Jake Tapper. I heard Bill O'Reilly say this is one of his least favorite people yeah. in the country. I That surprises me. I don't know why he has that perception of, of Tapper. Uh, Tapper must have said something about Bill at, at some time. But um, I think Tapper is aggravating for both sides. And that's what,
2: that's what you expect that's from job. a journalist. That's, that's his job.
1: That's his job. <laughs> he pisses you off when he's interviewing and holding the feet uh, Republicans' feet to the fire. And then he pisses off Democrats when he does this with a person like Eric Swalwell.
6: Congressman Eric
1: Swalwell became the 18th presidential candidate to enter the race this
6: week with a formal kickoff this afternoon in his home state of California. Mm -hmm. Congressman Swalwell is joining me now. Congressman, good to see you as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Thanks, Jay. So gun control is the central plank in your campaign. You wrote last year, quote, we should ban possession of military style semi-automatic assault weapons. We should buy back such weapons from all who choose to abide by the law. And we should criminally prosecute Any who choose to defy it by keeping their weapons. Criminal prosecution for keeping assault weapons. What's the punishment for people who don't hand in their guns? Do they go to
4: jail? Well, Jake, uh, they would, but I also offer an alternative, which would be to keep them at a hunting club or a shooting range. And the reason I have proposed this is because...
2: uh, Wait, put that pause.
4: So, (laughs) wait, they can go to jail
1: or or... or you've got them in timeout at a hunting range. Yeah, I'm in timeout. What? <laughs> what? So hunting ranges have to have to take responsibility for gun owners who won't give up their guns. What a weird. Am I hearing that right? That's right. I what mean, did I miss there?
2: That's where they are. <laughs> where I can roll that back. Let's. You don't let's,
1: need them at your house. Let's start that again. Okay. Yeah, they can go to jail. Or you can go to a hunting range. Well, I think I'm going to choose the hunting range. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, okay, I can stay at the hunting range with my gun? Is that what he means? Or the guns just stay guns at the hunting stay there. range?
2: They stay there for when you visit. Because so <laughs> it's convenient when you plan hunting trips. It's like, well, where am I going to go? Oh, crap, my gun is at the hunting range. I got to go there before I go to where I'm going to hunt this time. Shut up, Eric.
1: What a weird... <laughs> These people are so insane. All right. Well, we'll get back to this uh, in a second because this is going to be some good eating. (laughs) So we might want to take some Riduzone first so we don't get too fat from it. Uh, Riduzone has OEA in it. That's the molecule from olive oil that helps boost your metabolism and it curbs your appetite. That's why I really like now, ever since I found this out, I I like to see because I love Butter, um, and I used to at Italian restaurants, and they used to get so offended. Uh, Could I get some butter instead of the olive oil? Uh, but now, you know, when they bring you that olive oil and they put some mm-hmm. little pepper in it and mix it up with a couple yeah. of spices or whatever, I love it. It's it's great, and I know that it's gonna help curb the appetite for the rest of the meal, which is really nice. And that's what uh, Riduzone does. So you take this before you eat, and you'll eat less. Plus, your metabolism will be boosted and it'll burn fat. It's a, it's a great system that can really help you get over the hump on losing weight and keeping it off. I mean, just look at Sarah and how great she looks. Sarah, who hosts the News and Why It Matters, and uh, she uses Riduzone to help her keep all that weight off that she lost years ago. And we still have 30% off deals for you because you listen to the show. So go to riduzone.com, R I D U Z O N E.com, enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three month supply. riduzone.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, let's see from hair sniffers united mm-hmm. they tweet uh yeah, we'll see,
2: there's a new hashtag uh right
1: no, no this one isn't
2: oh I don't no, that was not it's the second page my bad
1: well uh, when pat tries to read read uh pete buddha judge buddha judge's name it sounds like he's having an al sharpton moment yeah can we get the megaphone back
2: that's fun <laughs> yeah and then yeah. your listeners uh, have started a new hashtag today Pat's
1: biggest fear. Hashtag Hashtag Pat's biggest fear (laughs) is Keith seeing a spider during the show.
2: That would not be pretty.
1: The audience wouldn't want to see Keith lose an appendage live on the air.
2: And Martin wouldn't want to have to hit the dump button repeatedly. That's true.
1: Uh, Alexandria Go. uh, Pat's biggest fear is foreigner getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they refuse it. Oh. Nobody important tweets Pat's biggest fear. Pat's stuck on an elevator with Beto and his guitar and AOC. Wow. That's <laughs> that would be bad.
2: That would be a bad day. That would be a
1: weird day, too, because what are all those people doing at the same time in the same elevator going to the and same And What are you going to talk
2: about with Beto and AOC?
1: I'm going to talk about how sweaty he is, uh-huh. and I'm going to talk about what a moron she is.
2: Think about it. You'd be stuck in an elevator with yeah. sweat central there? Mm-hmm. Th- mm-hmm. You might drown instead of suffocate. It's possible. Wow. It's possible. Ugh.
1: All right, back to our Swalwell clip. Let's start this over from the beginning because I want to try to understand what he's saying about uh, the penalty for not turning in your gun. Here he is.
6: Congressman Eric Swalwell became the 18th presidential candidate to enter the race this week with a formal kickoff this afternoon in his home state of California. Congressman Swalwell is joining me now. Congressman, good to see you as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Thanks, Jay. So gun control is the central plank in your campaign. You wrote last year, quote, we should ban possession of military style semi-automatic assault weapons. We should buy back such weapons from all who choose to abide by the law. And we should criminally prosecute any who choose to defy it by keeping their weapons. Criminal prosecution for keeping assault weapons. What's the punishment for people who don't
4: hand in their guns? Do they go to jail? Well, Jake, uh, they would, but I also offer an alternative, which would be to keep them at a hunting club or a shooting range. And the reason I <laughs> have proposed this is because uh, these weapons are so devastating. I've seen this as a prosecutor okay, uh, in the uh, cases pause that Pause it I've for prosecuted. a
1: second. Clearly,
4: he's talking about the gun, not the person. Yes.
2: So you can either go to jail yes.
1: or you can store your gun at yes. a hunting range. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> a hunting club or a shooting range. So I can leave my gun there. Well, what good is that going to do me? If I leave it at the at the shooting range, I don't have it at home to defend myself. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a military intervention by the Chinese. Uh, hang on, you guys. Can you wait a while before you come down my street with
2: your tanks? I need to get to the hunting range and grab my gun. Well, I mean, that will be the first place the Chinese go. <laughs> They're going to go to the hunting clubs and and seize all of the weapons there and just kind of
1: hang out there, you know? Right. It's like going to the armory where everybody used to store their guns uh, back in the day when the British were in charge. Everybody had to put their guns in a central location and then go ask them if they can get it out. Oh, sure, yeah, go go do that so you can, you know, fight against our tyranny. Absolutely. What a moron. Mm-hmm. And what uh, a violation of something called uh, the consternable, no, the... Mm-hmm. Sound uh, it out. Sounded, you're a, getting there. What is it called when you take a refreshing walk? It's like a, you know, constitutional. Uh-huh. The, the, you're the const-
2: there. Yeah, I'm proud of you. This is a good, good yeah, teaching. It's moment something here. like that. Yeah.
1: Does this guy know that there's a constitution and in it is doesn't matter doesn't the matter what Second Amendment? So it's kind of high up on the charts. It's number two <laughs> um, with a bullet. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah.
2: Hey, yes i stumbled see into that one
1: see what you did all right let's see the rest of this
4: keep them at a hunting club or a shooting range and the right. reason i have proposed this is because uh, these weapons are, are so devastating i've seen this as a prosecutor uh, in the cases that i've prosecuted we've seen these in the school shootings from sandy hook mm-hmm. to parkland and i was just at parkland earlier this week <clears> doing <throat> a town hall there but it's not mm-hmm. just the violence that they've caused It's the fear, the immeasurable fear that our children live in because they are still on our streets. I want to get rid of that fear. I want to do what Australia did and New Zealand just recently did. I think this issue just needs some bold leadership to do it. I know you know this, but the vast majority (laughs) of gun-related deaths in this country are
6: not related to these semi-automatic assault weapons, whatever you want to call them. Um, And the vast majority of gun owners are law-abiding citizens who have purchased these Mm -hmm. weapons legally and used them. Safely, mm-hmm. one of the most frequent attacks on this issue from President Trump and the Republicans is that Democrats want to take away your guns. But isn't it fair
4: to say you actually do want to take away people's guns?
1: Yes, yes, it is. You fair. know,
4: keep your pistols, keep your long rifles, keep your shotguns. I want the most dangerous weapons, these weapons of war, out of the hands of the most dangerous people. But when it <laughs> comes to what else we can what? do, because I don't even suggest this is all we can do, I also want background checks. So do 73% we have of NRA them! members. I want to invest in gang violence <laughs> prevention programs, especially in our cities. I want well, more community-oriented policing. My brother is a uh, Sheriff's Athletic League police mm-hmm. officer. He works in tough neighborhoods and helps them uh, you know, get kids mm-hmm. out of uh, the streets and into sports. There's a lot that we could do on this issue. But unless sure. it's the number one issue for a president, it's just going to be one that we respond to shooting to shooty. I want to lead on
1: Shooting to shooty.
2: Hmm. You From look like an idiot. Sh- shooting to shooty. I think, okay. <laughs> I'm just, just, go, just you do it. I just, uh,
1: this, the idiocy is just, uh, where do you even start with the, any of that? He wants to take these dangerous weapons. Okay, the handgun's not dangerous. You got a semi-automatic handgun, too, that fires more accurately, probably, than the AR-15 does. You're probably going to be a better shot with a handgun than you are an AR-15. I mean, I don't know if they're super
2: precision weapons. Hmm. I <sighs> he's pulling at one percent on this Emerson uh, poll here, uh, Eric Swalwell. I know, but these
1: guys can skyrocket all of a sudden. What is what kind of buffoonery? Oh man, like we gotta we gotta get rid of these really dangerous. Yeah, Tapper just told you that the handguns are much more dangerous. Than the so-called assault rifles are. Because they kill, I don't know, a hundred times more people. Very few of the deaths in this nation that, uh, that happen with guns come from AR-15s. Or assault rifles. They all come from handguns. Almost all of them are handgun deaths. How is that not more dangerous than what you're trying to take from everybody? Jeez. They just don't make any sense. And it doesn't matter. People just keep listening to them and putting them on these shows. Triple Eight, 900, 3393. (laughs) Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Hair Sniffers United tweets. Sounds like Eric Swalwell is suggesting that we get to have conjugal visits with our weapons at the hunting range. (laughs) Brent out of shape. How convenient, Eric Swalwell. Uh, I just converted my backyard to a shooting range.
2: Oh, there you go. Ah, Well, that's pretty
1: handy. Nice job. Good forethought there. <laughs> Malinax mowing service.
2: I could use that.
1: Hunting club slash shooting range. That's code for labor camp headed by AOC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like- people, you know, a lot of people are saying hunting co- clubs or shooting ranges are code, or like like it's it's a Trojan horse for labor camp. <laughs> and I'm saying it's not really a Trojan horse, is it? It's just it's right there,
2: it's right there. We'll get there. We're, we'll get there.
1: Remember the architect of the of uh, Obamacare? Obamacare yeah. said that about the Trojan horse of single payer. Uh, the Steve Forty Two. Does anyone notice that the Democrat proposals require more money than there is in the entire world? Yeah, we have noted that on several occasions. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to get into. Uh, uh, we got the second half of Eric Swalwell on gun control coming up here in a oh, second. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be relaxing. Get you into a really good mood. Uh-huh. But first, let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition and Field of Greens, their product that I love. Uh, we, have, of course, just experienced a health crisis on the show. What's well, it been? Two months now, I think, since Jeffy had his, what he likes to call, heart event. Hmm. Attack sounds so life-threatening.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially when uh, the doctor yeah. says uh, most people don't survive from this.
1: Yeah, they don't usually get to the hospital alive. Uh, and, you know, thank heaven he did but there's no excuse anymore we can be healthier we can boost our immune system you know fight off infections and all those things with just good nutrition it does help and field of greens every scoop is this full serving of real usda organic fruits and vegetables you just take a scoop dump it into eight ounces of water stir it up drink it you're done it's not some fly-by-night supplement or a laboratory created vitamin that's going to attack your kidneys and your liver and your spleen. It is real food. And if it wasn't for Field of Greens, not only would I not get vegetables in my diet, I, I would have scurvy. I would it'd be a it'd be tragic.
2: Yeah, ward off scurvy.
1: So go to brickhousepat.com. Don't get scurvy. Get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. That's way better than Scurvy. A better you awaits. BreakhousePat.com, offer code PAT.
3: Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. All right, hit
1: me with the rest of this Tapper interview of Eric Swalwell and his uh, babbling about gun control.
6: Former Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens says that the United States should repeal the Second Amendment.
4: Do you agree? No, I don't agree, but I think the greatest threat what? to the Second Amendment is doing nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, And the sure, Second sure. Amendment is not an absolute Right. Just like free speech. What? You can't shout fire in a theater oh, or lie about the products you are selling. You can't own a bazooka. You can't own a tank. You can't own, uh, you know, rocket propelled grenades. It actually so we doesn't should say that. some limits in place. And I think the American people are with me. I'm no longer intimidated no. by the NRA. The moms and the kids, they're behind us on this issue. And I think it just takes leadership in Washington. Oh
2: my gosh. Here they come. The Second
1: Amendment's not an absolute right. So when the founders wrote the words, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, uh, that sounds kind of absolute to me.
2: So so you're you're going on the assumption that uh, Americans have the ability to understand the word yeah. infringe.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Acti- <laughs> and right to
1: keep and bear yeah. arms.
2: Actively break the terms of, uh, act so as to limit or undermine something, encroach upon.
1: <laughs> That's pretty clear. It's, yeah. it's as clear as any amendment in the Bill of Rights. Any amendment. I mean, this is, it, it's as clear as the nose on your face. It shall not be infringed. That doesn't mean, uh, unless it's really dangerous. Um, unless technology, uh, you know, goes beyond what we foresee right now, Uh, unless,
2: well, can people own nuclear weapons?
1: See, it's stupid to just take it to a weird extreme like that. Um, can you own a nuclear weapon?
2: Hmm. Eh. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't care. Whatever. I mean.
1: Probably not. You no? probably can't have a nuclear oh, is weapon. That, is that a limitation we're going to yeah, put on the Second yeah, Amendment? It might be. Maybe that right should be infringed. Okay. Maybe we don't allow the proliferation of a nuclear. We- we're not even allowing the proliferation of nuclear weapons to other nations. So perhaps individuals in this country shouldn't own one. Keeping bare arms. But really, hmm. could you own a tank? Yeah, you probably could. I mean, in reality, you could. Could I own an f 16? Well, yeah, if you can house it and, and take care of it and fly it and be responsible with it, maintain it. But no nukes. But no nukes.
2: We're saying no to nukes? I'm
1: saying no, because then you could put it on the F-16 and drop it on somebody. It's called that.
2: a nuclear arm, right? <laughs> yes. It's nuclear armament. It is. Keeping bare arms. Ah, oh, these Just people, saying.
1: though. I mean, they
2: that's what they do. Well, you can't own a tank or a bazooka.
1: Um... I'm not sure that's true, frankly. Triple thirty three ninety three, 90-3393 and it pat unleashed on Twitter. You know, there's a lot of Democrats who would disagree with what Eric Swalwell said. And there's there is some disagreement in the Democrat Party about how extreme they're going they're going to be. Are they going to be taken over by these freshmen in, that came into office this term? By the radicals who have been there for a while and and are getting together with the new radicals in the party, I, I mean it's not it's not just AOC, yeah, the leader in this race right now is Bernie Sanders, a socialist.
2: yeah, that's pretty extreme. The fundamental transformation of the Democratic Party is just about complete,
1: and they're trying to finish off the country uh, as well. so. It's kind of interesting to see Nancy Pelosi taking on some of these uh, uh, upstarts, some of these radicals. I mean, she's pretty radical herself, mm-hmm. but she sees these yeah, I mean, newbies as a threat to her Just power. imagine
2: that. We live in a world now where Nancy Pelosi looks like the reasonable one now. Right. That right.
1: in of itself is shocking. It tells you a lot. It mm. tells you how extreme, how radical and how bizarre that party is. So on 60 Minutes Sunday, uh, she says she's the only one that's inviting everyone in. So this uniting everyone in that big Democratic tent. But listen to what she has to say. Uh, So
7: you are contending with a group in Congress. Over here on the left flank are these self-described socialists. On the right, these moderates. And you yourself said that you're the only one who can unify everybody. And the question is, can you? By and large, uh, whatever orientation they
0: came to Congress with, they know that we have to hold the center, that we have to be,
7: go down the
6: mainstream. No, they don't. They, they don't know, know that, that at all. They
1: do. No, but
7: they
6: don't.
1: But it doesn't
7: look like that. It Thank you, It looks as if it, it's fractured. She likes to minimize Mm -hmm. the conflicts within her caucus between the moderates and the progressives. You have these wings, AOC and her group on one side. It's like five people. No, it's the progressive group. It's It's more than five. I'm a progressive, yeah.
2: (laughs) That's a nice reminder. Thank you, Nancy. I I was here first. I'm a progressive. It's me. I'm the speaker, remember? Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: There's like five people well, you just belittled their, their group and that's going to piss them off. Yeah. And they were pissed to begin with. And they're not afraid to speak out. <clears throat> so I love this little fracture in the Democrat Party with these liberals and progressives eating their own. This is great. There's, there couldn't be a better situation than to have infighting in the Democrat Party uh, to help keep them out of the executive office, which must happen. It must happen. None of those people on the Democrat side, can win. It would be catastrophic for the United States of America. Catastrophic. We've been saying this for months, and I really believe it's true. I don't think Democrats can ever win again. They're just too extreme now. They're just too
2: radical. You're saying that they they can win. You're saying we can't let them win. Exactly. Okay. Because I I absolutely convinced they can win
1: well they can but we can't allow Mm it we've got to band together as right-thinking americans americans who understand that you can't have abortion all the way up to birth and even afterwards you can't just let a baby die on the counter at the hospital just because the mother didn't want it there's plenty of other people who do you can't have people like Eric Swalwell saying, we got to turn in our guns and you're going to be prosecuted if you don't. People like AOC saying that we need to spend a hundred trillion dollars to stop global warming because we've got 12 years left. I mean, these radical extremists, science deniers, they don't, They don't care at all about science. They used to love to call Republicans uh, science deniers. You don't hear that as much anymore because so many of them are denying science. They They can't even figure out what a man and a woman are. They can't even figure out how many genders there are. Let me help. Two. There's two. And I don't care how you identify. It's what are you physically?
2: What are you scientifically? Uh, it's nuts. We can't even agree on those basic principles, man. Right. <laughs> this country's doomed. Right. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's really frightening.
1: And the abortion thing has gotten so out of control. I never thought that, you know, Roe v. Wade would look like a pro-life occurrence in the United States of America. Hmm. If we went by If we went by the legal standard that Roe v. Wade set, abortion would be illegal after the first trimester. It was only during the first trimester that you could have an abortion under Roe v. Wade. Look how far they've gone since. And having aborted 62 million children since 1973. Time to stop that madness.
2: You emboldened the leftists, man. Katie, bar the door. You don't know what's coming next. Give an inch. Well, look how far, look how far they've come. It's unbelievable. Which is why
1: a movie like you know, unplanned, which we've talked about before, how great that movie is. It's so important. Really hope you get a chance to go out and see that. Take care with small children, but I, I think most people need to see it. We've gone so far to the extreme. We've been Overton windowed to the 100th power on abortion, on identity, on identity politics, on gun control. You know, and they're throwing out all these things like none of them exist. We we need to have background checks. What a concept. We have background checks and have had background checks forever. Have you ever purchased a gun? You don't just walk up to the counter and say, yeah, I'd like that uh, AR-15 right now. Uh, here's my 800 bucks, and they hand it to you, and you walk out the door. It doesn't work like that. You have to, you are subjected to an FBI background check at the point of purchase. And the radicalism on, it's just assumed now that everybody, everybody needs to promise free college education for all. That's a, that's a given now in the Democrat Party. Everybody must be on board with single-payer health care, Medicare for all, whatever the, whatever you want to call it. It's run by the government. It's taken over by the government. And they're talking about getting rid of private health care insur- uh, carriers. That's just a given. I mean, that was, that was heresy to say that in 2009. This is where they're going. Oh, what a conspiracy nut you are. Hmm. Then you have the honest people, uh, like the architect of the Obamacare nightmare, who told us it's not a Trojan horse. It's just right there, isn't it? <laughs> just right there for everybody to see. So it's it's amazing to see uh, the Overton windowing of America by the Democrat Party. Eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three.
2: It's painful, you could say. Very see what I did
1: there I could I could say it's painful (laughs) and there's there's help for your pain Uh uh-huh you know a lot of us have so much pain that we just kind of give into it just say yeah well I'm just gonna have to accept a certain amount of pain in my life that's it 50 million people miss work it's estimated due to pain not just illness pain these Americans spend over two thousand dollars a year to combat their pain and 66 percent expect to live the rest of their life with some pain uh We have seen so many of Relief Factor's clients here at The Blaze. Been watching it help so many of our employees. Uh, This helps Keith every day with his weird leg pain. Sure does. Whatever's going on there. Mm -hmm. We don't even know what. It's just pain.
2: I've, trust me, I've tried everything. I've gotten it tested. They know something's going Mm -hmm. on. They don't know exactly what. I take Relief Factor every day. I don't feel a thing. It's great. That's really awesome. It it is. I I swear by it.
1: So obviously, there's some kind of inflammation happening there. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the relief factor goes to the inflammation and calms it down. It's amazing how if you don't have that inflammation problem, you can eliminate a lot of pain. We also hear from literally tens of thousands of people in this audience who tell us how Relief Factor has changed their lives by helping with their pain. It's 100% drug-free, created by doctors, and you can just get started with a three-week quick start. It's only nineteen ninety-five. So, a dollar a day, it's a trial pack. 70% of the people who order the trial pack go on to order more because it works for them. Now, if it doesn't work for you, stop ordering it. Don't order it again. If it does work for you, well, you found something that's going to help your life. It's going to improve your lifestyle. There's four key key ingredients in it. And those four help fight uh, against inflammation in your body. So get your life back with Relief Factor and their three-week quick start for only $19.95. If you're in pain, what have you got to lose? If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. It's relieffactor.com.
0: It's Pat Gray unleashed on the Blakes.
1: Here's how bad things are in the Democrat Party. Rashida Tlaib is lashing out at Democrats. Not Republicans, Democrats. In the wake of criticism leveled at Ilhan Omar for minimizing the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks. Uh, She accused Democrat leadership, including Nancy Pelosi, of racism. And using congressional colleagues of color as, quote, tokens of diversity, unquote. Yes. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the world, Rashida. Why are you a Democrat then? This is how they've been treating minorities forever. Forever. Since the dawn of the stupid party, this is what they've done. They've been the racist party from the inception of the Democrats. Fox News reports that Talib claimed in a Twitter message on Saturday, she and other minority members of the party have been used as tokens whenever the party wants to project an image of inclusiveness. <laughs> That's great. But there's
2: like five of them, Pat. It's not right, that big of a deal. There's right, right. five of them.
1: She joined a number of Islamic activists on Twitter who were accusing Pelosi, who tweeted that 9-11 was sacred ground of not doing enough to defend Omar against what they felt were unfair attacks over the comments she made that some people did something. How do you defend that? Who's going to defend that? Some people did something? (laughs) Talib pointed out, several of the 2020 Democrat presidential candidates have called comments criticizing Omar incitement to violence, a legal exception to the First Amendment right to freedom of speech. No, it's not. And a punishable crime. (laughs) Again, that's how radical these people are. You can't say anything against anybody who's a minority. Without being threatened to silence you, um, that's so. Talib says Pelosi and other Democrats in leadership are actively racist.
2: Hello, mm.
1: this I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> I know this is just the truth. Uh, it's amazing she's speaking it. It, it does beg the question, why are you in that
2: party then? What this has done is this has put Nancy Pelosi, a Speaker of the House, leader of the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives, in an interesting position where most of her fights aren't against Republicans. This is a this yeah. is a new trip for her with the gavel. This is against her own party. This is what it typically feels like mm-hmm. for a Republican that's, that, that has the Speaker's gavel. Right. Trying to keep everyone together and getting along under that banner of their party. This is an interesting... 2019. (laughs) Makes no sense, man.
1: I love this line from Tlaib. They put us in photos when they want to show our party is diverse. (laughs) Uh, However, when we ask to be at the table or speak up about issues that impact who we are, what we fight for, and why we ran in the first place, we're ignored. To truly honor our diversity is to never silence us. More and more people are realizing that POC, people of color... (laughs) are used as props by the democrats when we run we're told to wait our turn when we speak out about our struggles we're told we're angry when we ask them to stand up for us they say we're being divisive wow Hmm. i mean you know part of what she's saying there is that she wants support for not supporting israel she loves the palestinians she supports the palestinians against the Israelis. she doesn't believe israel has a right to exist She was asked, she and Omar were asked the other day, and they wouldn't answer the question. They went into some nonsense that had nothing to do with it.
2: Well, we love the Palestinian people, blah, blah. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. but does Israel have a right to exist? Just answer the question. It's a yes or no question. Yes or no. It's really easy. Does Israel have the right to exist? Well, look. (laughs) Yeah, and then comes the lie. Um, Ocasio-Cortez According to the Babylon Bee, (laughs) I love love this website. Mm -hmm. Satirical website. So this didn't actually happen, but they write such a great article. So believable. On Ocasio Cortez appearing on The Price is Right and guesses everything is free. (laughs) 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 Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was pumped to attend the taping of The Price is Right in Hollywood this week. The special guest introduced herself as a U.S. representative and rising star of the Democrat Party. Things got interesting when the game began, and every time it was her turn to estimate the price of an item, her answer was, free. <laughs> <laughs> Items included a set of Italian leather handbags, an all-expenses-paid trip to the Bahamas, and a brand-new 2019 BMW 330i, <laughs> all of which Ocasio-Cortez shouted, Free! <laughs> when host Drew Carey asked if Ocasio Cortez understood the game's rules, she told Carey not to catcall her and then responded, Don't hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> uh, she went on to guess that diamond earrings, a set of jet skis, and even a giant pile of cash were all free. <laughs> Carey unveiled a package containing world class healthcare and she said, Definitely free. She was at one point puzzled by a stack of croissants, but eventually guessed that they were also free. Uh-huh. Cortez was never able to advance to the game proper, mm. and as the credits rolled, she appeared visibly upset. A hot mic picked up comments she made in frustration, claiming that the game was rigged by capitalism and that everybody knows giant piles of money are free. That's like <laughs> basic economics 101. <laughs> Love it. So funny.
2: Babylon B does such a great That's job great. with their writing.
1: That's really funny. So good. Uh, all nine hundred we We're also oh. seemingly finding out why Julian Assange was kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy. Oh, I can't wait to find this out. Uh, we'll tell you about that in uh, just a second. Also, a Boston Globe op-ed suggests restaurant waitstaff should tamper with Republican food. That's a good idea. Oh, That's good. a good idea. All right. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: This is Pat Gray Unleashed.
1: 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Oh, let me tell you about home title lock real quick. Um, Take a minute to help you maybe save your home at some point because home title theft is ex. It's growing exponentially right now because all of our titles are online. They're hackable. And in Manhattan alone, the district attorney's office released a grand jury report that law enforcement had received 2000 complaints of deed fraud and almost all of them, Involve faulty notarization, so thieves had stolen the title and just and then just uh, signed the deed over to themselves. Criminals look for vulnerable pro- properties. They scan obituaries. They pour through public records. It can take as little as a forged deed to transfer ownership, and then once that happens, it's almost impossible to reverse. Really, a really a huge hassle and an expensive one. Once the title's transferred, they take out a mortgage against your equity sell your property or rent it out but now you can prevent this from happening to you or somebody you love with home title lock for just pennies a day home title lock will prevent your home from being stolen out from under you if there's a, even a chance don't you want to spend pennies a day to make sure that doesn't happen go to hometitlelock.com. get registered when you do you'll receive a free title scanner report usually cost hundred dollars they'll throw that in just for signing up HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, This is fun. The Boston Globe is under fire a little bit after publishing an opinion piece suggesting that restaurant waitstaff tamper with Republicans' food, especially former President Trump's staffers' food. Brilliant. (laughs) Opinion writer Luke O'Neill wrote the article, which has since been deleted, titled, Kirsten Nielsen Unemployed and Eating Grubhub Over Her Sink. O'Neill seemed to suggest that Republicans and former President Donald Trump staffers should be punished for not being Democrats or liberals. As for the waiters out there, I'm not saying you should tamper with anyone's food, as that could get you into trouble. You might lose your serving job. But you'd be serving America and you won't have any regrets years later. Whoa. He admitted that one of his life's biggest regrets is not urinating in conservative pundit Bill Crystal's food when O'Neill was a server. Wow. <laughs> what a despicable. Uh, one of my biggest regrets of my life is not pissing in Bill Crystal's salmon. I was waiting on the disgraced neoconservative pundit. And Chief Iraq War cheerleader about 10 years ago at a restaurant in Cambridge. And to my eternal dismay, some combination of professionalism <laughs> and pusillanimity pusil, that's a word: I pusillanimity. A big word right there. Uh, prevented me from appropriately peeing in his entree. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's really lovely. So That's the Boston beautiful.
2: Globe, well, they cut this guy loose. But boy, nice job with your... Uh, they did cut him loose. Yeah, nice job with your copy editing there. Uh, you know, run that yeah, by how, the editor. How did that run in the first place? That's your editor not reading or mm-hmm. not caring. Not, not caring. Mm-hmm. And then you get the
1: backlash. And then you're like, oh, wow, we missed that. I don't know how we missed that. Yeah, You missed it because you didn't care. That's how you missed it. All right, let's go to Michelle in Minnesota. Hey, Michelle, you're on the blaze. Hey there.
7: Hi. Hi. The paranoid side of me says uh, Pelosi could just be using the AOC crowd as much as she wants to move the Overton window as far and as fast and then see what people tolerate, and then she's standing there as the moderate.
1: Yep. I thought, So that's a good theory and could well be what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Thanks, Michelle. Because we all know Nancy Pelosi is not a moderate, and she said she's a progressive, so she loves all this stuff. What she doesn't love, though, is being challenged in her power structure. She I, doesn't She doesn't want them to be taking over.
2: I do not think she has control. I think this is I a new either. breed of politician. Yeah. This is how it's going to be.
1: And, and this new breed looks at her like, eh, you're old. Yep, you're You don't heroic. know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're old and probably senile, and they might be right. Mm, uh, that's true. But, but they're not the ones to be taking over. Uh, Justin in Indiana, you're on the blaze.
0: Hey, Glenn, thank you so much for taking my call. You know, I want to touch on something you uh, mentioned the other day as far as a lot of people leaving California, and I wanted to, uh, well, I wanted to touch on that. The thing is, is uh, I'm from California. I had to move out to Indiana uh, because it was so difficult to live out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a friend, and uh, he, he, he's an anchor baby. Uh, he, he just, looks you know, it's no secret. And... Um, his family uh, with aid are making about eighty thousand dollars a year while I was working eighty four hours a week just to survive. One day, I finally got heat stroke. we couldn't take it anymore. We moved to Jeez. Indiana. The thing is is we are forced to leave California. It's not like we want to. Yeah. We have no choice. He lives a life of luxury. His family lives a life of luxury, but here's the thing is they refuse to become American citizens. They have an allegiance to Mexico. They talk about how horrible it is, they come Mm -hmm. to California, they get all this aid, they've been doing this for 32 years, and during this time, they refuse to become American citizens. And that's the thing, they, as a matter of fact, my good friend Edgar, they call him a traitor, because he's become a conservative, and he told them, hey, we can't keep doing this to these people, they've allowed us into their country, and we are stealing from them, we're working under the table, and we, we need to make something of, of ourselves, and his whole family has turned against him. Now at holidays, he's harassed. Um, when he's out at work, working his 60 hours uh, a week, they harass him and uh, make fun of him for working so hard when he could be on aid. And that's what I want to make clear to people out there. It's not that um, they, they can't become citizens, it's that they refuse and they're here and they say, you know what? Mm-hmm. We hate America. We love Mexico, but keep giving us free stuff. And it's we, we, uh, the thing is, is people like me, we we still love them. We just want them to take care or uh, take advantage of the opportunity America is giving them to become mm-hmm. something great, not to settle for free stuff and sit around all day. You guys can become something greater. You can own businesses here. You could leave money for your children's children, children in the United States. That opportunity, we work hard to create that opportunity. Please just take advantage of that opportunity instead of taking so much of the welfare. That's all. And it's nothing racist. I love them. I love them. I love the Hispanic community. I do. I'm half Hispanic myself. The only thing is, is uh, the allegiance to Mexico when they hate Mexico and they fled there is something I can't understand.
1: Yeah, it's it's baffling. It is. Uh, does does your friend's family speak English at least?
0: They they speak English. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, all of their children went to Berkeley on scholarships and have law degrees. Wow. Um, so they're well, yeah, because because wow. of their heritage. And uh, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, um, two out of the four children now work at the California Capitol. They cannot pass the bar exam, but they can work at the uh Capitol within California when they have an allegiance to Mexico. And it's things like that that, that bother me because that's that foreign influence that we try and protect ourselves from.
1: Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Justin. You see that a lot in California and Texas and Arizona and New Mexico where they continue to fly the Mexican flag instead of the U.S. flag, where they you know, they just hang on to their own culture and heritage, and that's fine. Um, except for eventually, shouldn't they blend in with us? Shouldn't they add their uniqueness to our own? Shouldn't they be assimilated by the Borg at some point? Shouldn't they blend into our society? Again, it used to be a melting pot. Now, you don't hear that anymore. Because they don't want to melt into the, the rest of us. They, they want to keep their own identity, their own culture, their own language. Well, that doesn't work. That balkanizes us. Uh, Ken, in New Jersey, you're on the blaze.
7: Hey, Pat, all this bad news. I've got some <laughs> great news for you. I, I'm an old soldier and a, a recovery university president who 11 years ago started a nonprofit organization to honor high school seniors who enlist in the military immediately after high school. And in fact, today we have ceremonies all over the country, including four in Texas. But here, here's the big news. This year we've consulted with with your friend David Barton on a pocket-sized guide to the U.S. Constitution that we plan to give the thousands of military-bound high school seniors across the country this spring because we can't expect these young patriots to uphold the solemn oath they have taken to support if they don't understand it. And I just wanted to call again to thank you and, and Glenn for the inspiration uh, that started this whole thing. We're all volunteers to, to make this happen. Uh, and, and for those listeners who, you know, listen to the news and get down and they, they think the, 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 the future is, is bleak, I urge them to go to our website and watch the videos of these young patriots, these kids who have decided to put country before themselves, the next George Washington, and learn about uh, OC our organization and, and and watch them they'll be so pumped by watching these short videos of these kids and, and where do you see those Also, want to send Wh- where do you see our those website at, it's on our website at OCSUSA. usa that's charlie Sierra okay and I would love to send you and Glenn a copy of the of this short 96 page guide it is powerful in fact it's the same guy that's giving out the college first-year law students and Mm -hmm. some universities that I know as well. Uh, But it's at OCSUSA.org. Watch these videos. They're two from Texas, actually. And you listen to the kids talk about why they're joining their country. You listen to the moms and dads in tears talk about the pride that they have for their kids. These are the kids that we need to start with, not the kids that are, are, you know, whining and crying on college campuses, which unfortunately or fortunately I spent a lot of time on, Ah, uh, but these are the kids who have stepped up to the plate and said, "I'll be on the watchtower," um, and um, I think that's really the, a great place for you and Glenn to start because they've already identified themselves as our leaders and mm-hmm. and selfless
3: service.
1: Yeah, that's great, and thanks for doing that, Ken. That's that's awesome, uh, really valuable and very much needed. Appreciate the call. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Last week, Andrew Pollock. Father of Meadow Pollock, who lost her life um, at uh, Parkland. in Parkland in Florida, tweeted out these stats. Her dad tweeted out, 97.8% of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones. 978 That's almost 98%. 60% of mass murders were diagnosed. The mass murderers diagnosed with a mental illness. Gun-restricted EU has 27% more killings per capita from mass shootings than the United States.
2: Wow. And
1: gun-free signs invite mass shootings.
2: Yeah, that's that's documented.
1: As shown by the 98% of them happening there.
2: Because they know they're not going to be opposed there. And as admitted um, by several of those killers. So what's the answer?
1: How about getting proficient with your firearm? So... When the time comes, if it does, heaven forbid, but you, you're ready if it does. That's where iTarget Pro comes in. First of all, this will help you uh, get, get to be a better shot Just get comfortable. with your firearm. Mm-hmm. It's dry firing. It's in your home. It's super safe. And it's a lot less expensive because you don't have to buy a bunch of ammo. Again, you're dry firing. What iTarget Pro does is it uses your smartphone and their app And the app tracks a caliber-specific laser that fits into your firearm in place of the bullet. That's why you can fire it in your house. And then it shows up with the laser. It shows where you're hitting the target. It's fun. It's completely safe. Your kids can do it. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to go to the range. None of those things. It's completely safe. comes with your caliber-specific laser, the targeting system, and instructions to get started right away. And this month, you can get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, get your skill to the next level. It's iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Oh, wow. Um, I hate it when this happens. What to happened, dude? College students. Oh, some Christian college students are... They were shaking. Physically shaking. After they heard... Dastardly Mike Pence has been invited to give their commencement speech. Okay what you is poor the students Oh darn it
2: And these are Christian Christian students?
1: students yeah yeah They're, and in small evangelical Christian school uh, they've uh, they've asked Mike Pence and you can imagine that the kids are scared out of their mind <laughs> 3300 of these little idiots have signed a change.org petition. Wow they sound ready to take on the world to get Pence's invitation to the mid-May commencement ceremony rescinded. <laughs> claiming that Trump Pence administration policies are not consistent with the Christian ethic of love we hold dear. Okay. Uh, in what way? What what are you specifically talking about? One grad said the school should be ashamed. I'm physically shaking. Well then you need to go home and just stay there.
2: <laughs> no seriously, kidding, man. go back
1: with your parents and just stay Probably. in their basement and turn off all forms of communication cuz you just can't handle life, pumpkin. I feel personally attacked.
2: <laughs> Do you?
1: Uh, that is amazing. That is absolutely. And what is it with Mike Pence and Donald Trump with this LGBTQQIA stuff? There has never been a more LGBTQQIA2 plus friendly president than Donald Trump before his election he was friendly to them he has never been anti gay rights ever like obama was like hillary was like all democrats like everybody was trump wasn't <sighs> he's the first person who's ever been elected and at his election was supportive of lgbtq rights I don't know where this has come from. It's really weird. Very, very strange. But they're shaking just because Pants is going to come and speak at the college. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. You're not set for the real world then. I'm Seriously, you need to stay in your your parents' basement and just curl up in a ball and put a pillow over your head so you don't hear anything that oh. might upset you.
2: Oh, just to drown out the noise. Yes, right. I didn't quite know right. where you were going I, with that. No, don't uh, suffocate set yourself. Set up there. Okay. Wait,
1: what? (laughs) Uh, This is great, too. Illinois lawmakers considering separating Chicago as its own state. Group of Republican members of the state legislature (laughs) have signed on to a resolution that would urge the U.S. Congress to separate the city from Illinois and make it its own state. Uh, Representative C.D. Davidsmeyer said the resolution is a way to spark discussion. And it has. So we're just creating a conversation Conversation. Yeah. We just want a conversation about getting Chicago out of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. more of a frustration of the policies than the true belief that Chicago and Illinois would be better off as separate states, he said. But he said he doesn't really think the separation is a solution, adding that our relationship is mutually beneficial. On the other hand, Representative Brad Halbrook, one of the original sponsors, is serious about it (laughs) good get out he said uh chicago should be removed from the rest of illinois over its ideological differences offering examples like abortion and gun rights where the urban center is out of step with the rest of the state i think that's really true right Mm -hmm. the bill house resolution 101 delves into other issues as well including taxes And like the blue states trying to undermine the electoral college or the ticket sales for unplanned, it's yet another example of the deep and seemingly unbreachable divide in this country along every social, political, and economic line. Sure is. We are a divided country. We're bifurcated, aren't we? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Bifurcated right now. Nailed it. Julian Assange kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy. Yeah. Apparently because he shared a photo. Of Ecuador's president eating a lobster in bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently he put that up on WikiLeaks and uh he's accused of leaking it out to embarrass the Ecuadorian premier.
2: He says I just wanted him out and he didn't do it, but
1: <clears throat> He said he um, didn't do it?
2: Yeah.
1: So uh do we have the We have the yeah, there's you can see him on the mm-hmm. on the monitor there if you're watching on, on Blaze T V. <laughs> he's got wow a lot of lobster there
2: a lot going on in that room service
1: and so, he's in bed and he's got what four plates yeah four plates yeah, where, where a lot are, are the other on? people
2: who's with him in nah, bed he's just eating all alone man that's the president of ecuador <laughs> and he gets highlight. all those clean plates that's sure. nice uh and a lot of lobster mm-hmm. so he huh. uh, apparently the president got was really enraged and said get him out and now he's in Scotland Yard, waiting to come to America. <clears throat> what do you want to bet?
1: That's exactly what happened. He got embarrassed by something Assange did or or didn't do, but they thought he did. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, get that stinky, smelly douche out of my <laughs> out of my embassy,
2: <laughs> and his cat too. Nobody seems to know where his cat is right now. Oh, no.
1: no oh, oh, really? which is a
2: perfect setup for animal videos to lighten the load of this heavy day. Don't you want to see a cute cat mm-hmm. video? I sure it's don't. It's so awesome. I sure, You'll sure laugh. don't. You'll laugh out loud or LOL. You say you know. that all the
1: time and I usually This time don't. you will. Big old usually capital
2: L, capital O, mm-hmm. capital L.
1: Yeah, I never LOL at these. Oh,
2: it looks like Rob's already playing it for your benefit and you missed it. So.
1: Okay. So when I say no, that means yes?
2: I, 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 you have to take this up with Rob. It's a very cute cat video that we will tweet out later.
1: Mr. Marino was so furious at the breach, he ordered Assange's seven-year refuge at the embassy ended on Thursday. Silver-haired hacker was booted out of his safe haven after being handcuffed by embassy security and dragged out mm-hmm. by officers from Scotland Yard. <laughs> yeah, maybe he shouldn't have shared that photo of him with the lobster in bed. Huh probably don't want to embarrass your hosts. That's maybe not a good idea. You know, the guy who's been protecting you for seven years from the rest of the world. Is there there some thought that he didn't actually do that?
2: I don't know. He claims he didn't. So, whatever. (laughs) You going to trust Julian Assange's word? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Why not? And then speaking of uh, hell holes, Venezuelans are apparently starting to turn back to religion because, you know, they don't have electricity, they don't have food, they don't have water. They don't have a lot going for them right now. Buffeted by political and humanitarian crises, one of, the, one of Latin America's least religious countries is turning to faith. As the political stalemate between Maduro and opposition leader Guaido grinds into another month and shortages of electricity, food, and water reduce life to a daily struggle to survive, Leaders across religious traditions are reporting a flood of worshipers. All my masses are full, which has never happened before. <clears throat> According to uh, one Reverend Jesus Godoy, Catholic priest at the Good Shepherd Parish, he says he's seeing more than 2,000 people each weekend. They beg for help. They want God to give them the f- tools to live in a crisis. In this deeply polarized country, analysts are watching for signs that this growing faithful could emerge as a political force. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's also happening is I hear more and more talk about American military intervention into this nightmare. Please let's not do that. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody in favor of getting immersed into another military conflict? I certainly don't want to see that. Will we ever get to a point where we're tired of doing this time after time after time and then just being bogged down cuz we won't do it right. Would we do what we have to do in Venezuela and then just get out? I don't think so. Never. It just doesn't happen that way anymore. You're not allowed to. There's there's too many factors that prevent you from doing it. So I would be surprised. Uh and I certainly don't want to get bogged down in Venezuela as well as every every stinking country in africa right now
2: yeah we should stick with charities like mercury one that are doing what we can to help out go to
1: mercuryone.org if you can help out um because they're in venezuela right now with our partners operation blessing they're on the ground in that country uh we're providing clean water which they don't have medical treatment which they don't have and fortifying basic needs so go to mercuryone.org to help the effort in venezuela uh, tomorrow, we got to tell you about the uh, next Bush. The next member of the Bush dynasty who may be running for uh, high political office very shortly. Uh, we're just not listening to Jesse Jackson, who said,
2: Stay out to Bushes.
1: Apparently, we haven't learned our lesson there oh, yet. Really? We'll get into that no. in a little bit. Uh, Tomorrow, here on PackRay.com or Unleashed or something.